keep on talking. That'll change your life. Talking about the word of the Lord. He'll make it all right. If you've been redeemed. And if you really love him, say so. Join in and share what's on your heart. Pass the mic with a pass the mic. I'm your host, Pastor Mike, and my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, sexy <laughs> co-host, Lady J, Richard's mother. Hey, everybody, this is Lady J. You are listening to Pastor Mike with Pastor Mike, and today's topic topic is actually actually a continuation from last week, where we will talk. We'll be talking about. I'm tongue-tied. We'll be talking about um, keeping your marriage vows. This is part two. Pass the mic with pass the mic. Hey, everybody. Pass the mic here. And my lovely co-host, Lady J, your church mother. Thank you to everyone who is listening to our show. This show goes live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. For your enjoyment, and you can follow this show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash PTM with Pastor Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Pastor M. Johnson 6 and on Facebook at Pastor Mike forward slash W forward slash Pastor Mike. All links are in the description. Ladies and how can they follow you? <laughs> you guys can follow me on Facebook. I am under... Um, Michelle Fowler. However, um, you can also search as Michelle Johnson. Facebook won't let me change it back to Johnson, so we got to stick with Michelle Fowler for now. She but you, I did not. Facebook changed it. I have no idea how it happened, and it won't let me change it back. So for all of you that are wondering, if we're still married, we are still married. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so today we're actually um, – continuing our conversation from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had a very, very good uh, conversation. Yeah, we, we had uh, one caller call in, um, and he was talking about the um, difficulties in marriage and... Um, getting proud out of the way. Yes, it really pretty much getting proud out of the way. So we're going to definitely continue um, that uh, conversation from last week. And we want to open up the phone lines immediately. We want to open up the phone lines right now so you guys can call in. Um, If you guys feel as though, you know, you have a comment, you have a question, um, call in. You know, anything you want to say um, according to what we're talking about, call in. You know, we would love to hear from you. 215-383-3912. 215-383-3912. Now, Lady Gay, you were just on Facebook Live, and you said something that sparked the interest to me. Oh, I sparked the interest. I like this. Yeah, you sparked the interest. (laughs) Um, A question that I want to ask the people is, how long does it really take, especially in the Christian world, for Christians, if we're dating, Mm -hmm. you know, how long does it really take for us to get married? Right. And I just want to throw this out there. 
I want to ask the people that are struggling in terms of keeping yourself. Like, I like to be real. I like to put it out here. And I'm not saying you get married because you're burnt. No, no, no. How long do you feel as though it should take to actually get married when you feel as though, you know, my struggle is fornication and I don't want to sin any longer, but I, I, I just want to get married and be right by God, but I want to get married to the right person. How long do you feel as though it should take before you actually make that commitment and experience about that commitment? Right, and because a lot of people will abuse that scripture. Yeah. It's better to burn, better to marry. It's better to marry than to burn. You know, so they'll abuse that scripture. You know, yeah, exactly. Because they got what they they got their satisfaction. Right. What they wanted, but you know that we make momentary decisions, and we're not willing to make a lifelong commitment because in the moment we feel as though it's a right to do. And then mess up in the long run. We invest in the moment and not in our future. That's pretty good. That was good. I like that. But that, 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 that is very true. You know, we invest, you know, in the moment. You know, we think about the moment, the right now, you know, instead of looking at it, you know, in the long run, the future, how is this going to affect me in the future? You know, am I really ready for um, what's to come with this decision? So we'll make decisions off of, you know, my flesh is burning, I want you, you want me. So, you know, let's get married so that it'll look right, you know, in the sight of everybody else. But then the thing is, it's it's right, but are we really... Doing it for the right reason. Right. <laughs> That's you the know. question. Are we doing it for the right reason? Right. So uh, let's take this caller right here. You're on the air with Pastor Mike with your comments or questions. You're on the air with Pastor Mike. You're on the air. Hello. Okay. Well, I'm hoping we call back. Yes. For your call back. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll make the wrong decisions. It's, you know, based upon our what happens when the church put pressure on me to get married? That's good. Mm. That's good. Even for some of us, like I, I put myself out there, I was in church and I had a baby out of wedlock. I had my firstborn out of wedlock. And I had so many people ask me, when are you getting married? When, and I looked at them, not right now, just because I have a baby does not mean that I'm going to get married. So what what happens when that church put that pressure on you? And that's how a lot of people get married yeah. and divorced because right. the church pressured them. So right. what does it mean to keep your marriage out after you've been pressured into getting married? Then what? Now what? Now what? And a lot of and, – and the church – and I know this, you know, where I don't want to, you know, pretty much involved, but it kind of does involve the church. Yeah. But – when you had the church will put that pressure on a lot of people, yeah. especially if you are in a position um, of leadership, or yeah. you know, or in a position, you know, <laughs> you gotta the part. Right. right. So, all right, I messed up. So now you gotta right your wrong. Oh. So now you have to get married to this woman that you don't even love. You were just lusting after. That's so funny. now you gotta get married to them. You pretty much probably can't even stand this woman, tell you the truth, after you don't got what you wanted. 
satisfied. And now the church is pressuring you. Well, if you want to stay, you know, being a deacon, or if you want to stay being a minister, or you want to stay, you know, being the youth pastor or whatever, you know, you have to do this so that it'll look right in the sight of people. That this 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 topic is just it does something to me because it's well it's for many of you that don't know I'm pretty much going into um, family and marriage counseling and I've I've witnessed too many marriages go down the hill and it's like what is what is going on what 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 are the key components that make people just feel as though I'm calling it quick. I can't stand you, you can't stand me. We have to understand that we have two total separate, different personalities that come that's coming into one roof, under one roof, and we're trying to mix this thing together. We're bound to clash, and it's okay to clash, but it's how you handle those clashes that make you that makes your marriage honorable before God, because marriage is honorable, but how are you handling your marriage? I saw someone put on, on Facebook that marriage is your first ministry. Right. It's your first ministry. You can't, right. even for leaders, you can't go and counsel other marriages if your marriage is falling apart. How do you do that? How do you counsel some people, other people, to stay together and your house is falling apart? We just, we, we got to get our priority straight. Our ministry begins in your home. And another person wrote on Facebook um, that marriage means honor, it means respect. Right. It, it, <laughs> This this topic is just so. It's, it's, I love this topic because it's needed, needed, and, and I want to really, I want to hear from you guys. How long do you think you have to wait right. before you get married? And I, I also made the comment: uh, if you didn't have anyone in your ear persuading you to get married or not to get married, what decision? When you make and you tune out everybody that's, that's persuasive in your life that you even look up to and you actually sit down and talk to God, how long do you think it takes before you can move forward in that commitment and actually stay committed? Because that's the thing that we really want to get to, staying committed. committed. Right. Because what a lot of people um, don't understand is that marriage takes work. Good work. <laughs> it takes work every it's good work. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you're a mother. Mm-hmm. You're a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, you're also um, um, a clerk, whatever that thing is, at, at work. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that. You know, know yourself, occupation. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yes, I work. That's simple. And there, we, as a woman, I wear a lot of hats. As well, but that doesn't mean my hat to being a wife should be interfered with any other hat that I wear. Right. It should never be interfered. If I'm sending to the kids, if my husband needs me, I'm going to my husband. If my husband is hungry and I'm going to bed, I'm getting up to fix my husband something to eat. Like that, it takes work. And, right. and I think that, you know, a lot of marriages go sour because we, we think that the other person is supposed to be this perfect charming individual that saves you from every from we every we hurt. every hurt, every pain that you endured and then we when we feel like we're rejected then that's when we will need to reject our spouse. And then that's when the separation in the home comes into play. And there's just nothing but rejection in the home and the children are a witness of rejection and we wonder why they're growing up jacked up and it's like they witness so much rejection in the home because the home wasn't steady. How do we produce these healthy homes? 
And that's, that's something that we, we have to produce healthy, healthy home. And it's not only a perfect home. Right. That's, that's very good. Hold that. Hold that thought. Okay. Hold that thought. Because we're going to take a 50 second message break from uh, Rome in the Kitchen. This is your 60 second tip with Chef Rome. I'm here to give you three high quality tips on how to fry better chicken. Uh, the first tip would be the oil does matter. A lot of people believe that you can just use any type of oil to fry chicken and the best oil to use when frying chicken would be vegetable oil. And the main reason is because it allows you to taste the natural flavor of the chicken. The second tip is brining. What is brining? Brining is placing the protein in a water, sugar, or salt solution just for a certain period of time that's completely up to you. Um, you sit it in there and then you take it out and you begin to season it and it just makes the chicken more flavorful as well as juicy. The third and final tip is let your chicken rest when it comes out of the grease. A lot of times people want the hottest chicken. They just want it at that moment and it'll also keep you from uh, from burning your lips. This has been your 60 second message break with Chef Ron. You guys have a good day. Welcome back. Pastor Mike with Pastor Mike. Keeping your marriage vows, part two. My co-host, lovely co-host, Lady J. Um, please call in 215-383-3912. All questions and comments, we're accepting them. Um, 215-383-3912. Um, Lady J, you said something that was very, very good. Um, you said, um, Jesus. You said um, that we have to have healthy house, a healthy house, but it doesn't mean having a perfect house. Right. A lot of people um, go wrong because they, you know, they just swear up and down that their marriage has to be perfect. There is not going to be a perfect marriage. It's not. So let's get that fantasy out your head now. It's not going to be a perfect marriage. We are going to disagree. Right. We're going to have um, disagreements. We're going to have arguments. It's all a part of building our relationship together. It's all in the vow, for better or for worse. Yeah. For better or for worse, it's been strong for a long time. But you stand it. Right. Are you able to handle the worst until the better comes? Until the better comes. Right. Right, you know, I just, I just, I just wish that we could lose the mindset of just the perfect relationship like TV shows. Right. Let's take a, um, a phone call. Hopefully, this time it works. <laughs> You're on the air with Pastor Mike. Good evening, Saints. Good evening. Good evening. This is Andre Cartwright. Hello. How are you? Hello, great. The great elder health staff. What about you? How can we help you, sir? What's your comment, your question, whatever you want to say? Uh, what's the topic today? I was trying to listen, but the I was topic? Really struggling. The topic? You're struggling to hear? Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. So the topic is keeping your marriage vows. And we're asking the question. One of the questions that we asked was, how long does it take before you actually make that commitment to get married as believers? And then another question was, what does it mean to you to keep your marriage vows? Or what advice could you give the people that are listening 
or what you know, if you have any comment or something for it, how could you help our listeners? Well, as far as the commitment and how long it would take to make such a decision, I don't think that there is a time limit or a time. Making the decision is the hard part of keeping it. This is the easy part. Keeping it is the hard part. Um, because yeah. especially with, uh, so with marriage, with any vow, you have to be faithful to the vow beyond the moment that you make it. And I think that's where many, many people lose that they're committed in this moment. But with trouble rise and that feeling of commitment is gone, then the, the resulting and following action usually don't reflect. You see the same thing with salvation. Sometimes it, people can make a commitment emotionally in the moment in a service, but following through with it after the service is over is usually where we struggle. Some people make it take a while to give their life to Christ. It takes a while to make that decision. But when they do, it's actually, you you see the commitment behind it. You see the interaction. So I believe that um, with marriage, with relationships, it takes as long as necessary for you to, uh, the text declared, count up the cost. Because you'd be a fool to make such a commitment without knowing what it will take to keep the commitment. To uh, people who make a commitment without thinking about it too long, without thinking about it, I don't really feel they are. I don't believe they plan to keep the commitment. And anyone who plans to keep something will at least do research and find out what it will take to maintain. Right. And you know what's interesting that you just stated, and you stated that you actually couldn't hear um, us live, unfortunately, but you say something that we, we, we already discussed, that we make in the moment decisions. And once we get what we want and we're satisfied, the flesh is satisfied, and we, we are not willing to make that long-term commitment because we're so stuck in the moment of the decision that we make. So thank you so much for your calling. It is greatly appreciated. All the listeners out there are taking notes because this is definitely necessary for moving forward with our future. Definitely. You both did work. Thank you so much. You have a good night. We think Elder Cartwright, <laughs> the great Elder Cartwright, yeah. <laughs> for that call. Um, I think it's very imperative that we have more conversations like yes, this. Absolutely. Because if, if, you know, your family is your first ministry, you know, the marriage, you know, your wife, your children, if that's your first ministry, that if that is intact and not dysfunctional, then that is what's going to help the church grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to help the church not be dysfunctional. Because you have um, a function, uh, functional family, mm-hmm. you know, that's operating in order mm-hmm. and, and the things and the things that God wants them to do. So then, when it comes down to you know operating inside of you know the building, the church, then it becomes easier. It becomes a whole lot easier. And so I think conversations like this really, really need to be had 
and I want to say one more thing that a lot of people don't understand, you know, really what really keeping your keeping your marriage laws mean. Like we think that, you know, all right, I stood up there, you know, and I said something, you know, I said I do, you know, I know what I said. But we don't understand that you said I do in front of God, in front of Yahweh himself. The people and the pastor, everybody that married you, we're just witnesses to what you, the covenant that you made to to your wife and to God. You just made a covenant to God that I'm going to protect and keep and honor this woman that you have given me. But, you know, I'm going to honor and protect and, and, um, and cherish this person that you have given me, God. So I'm making a covenant with you to let you know that I'm going to honor them. Right. I'm going to honor them. You're on the air with Pastor Mike. Hi, Pastor Mike and Lady Shell. This is Daytora. Hey. Hey, hey, how are you all? We're good. Excellent. And what's your question, comment, anything you want to say? Well, first, I just want to say that you all are really blessing me tonight because this is a sensitive subject for me, and I appreciate you all opening up. And um, as well, um, I just want to share, I guess, my personal experience because, I mean, it might help somebody who's listening and who doesn't, you know, want to, is not really ready to open up, you know, about that or whatever. But um, I guess I'll I'll start by saying I was, like, maybe plus something days away from, like, making a mistake. And I don't say a mistake as if it was a bad situation, but it would have been out of God's will. Like, that's the only reason I say it was a mistake. And... I know, Lady Shell, you said um, earlier, like, as far as, like, people being in your ear and, like, giving you their opinions and stuff like that. But as well, there are some people, too, that have, like, your best interest at heart, people that, you know, have, you know, um, different inklings of, you know, maybe that's not for you yet. And people that don't mean bad upon you or don't want you to be happy but just want you to be careful because marriage is such a great vow. And, like, um, with what Pastor Mike said as far as, you know, making a vow – you know, in front of God, not only is it in front of God, but it's to God as well, because he also says that marriage is honorable, you know what I mean? And the bed is undefiled. So you shouldn't want to just do things just based off of your emotions. And I feel like that's the way that I was going. And it wasn't, it wasn't, so it wasn't flesh, you know what I mean? It was, it was based off of emotions and what I felt like could be but when you sit back and you realize like and you develop a relationship with God and you're able to communicate with him you kind of realize like okay God I want to hear from you you know that this is where my heart is but I also want you to lead and guide me and if it's not for me then then take it away from me yeah all right hold on I'm sorry y'all and you have to (laughs) you have to be able you have to be able to accept that and that's the point where I was and being with somebody for 10 years is not an easy thing to let go you know what I mean but at the same time you want to look at where you want your spiritual life to be and where you're trying to go in God and if you all are unequally yoked then there's really no need for you to you know what I mean and and if there's not any agreement being had where it's like okay we need to sit down and and, and, you know figure out where we're going to be where we're going to go to church or where we're going to you know how how are we going to live different things like that like you have to have all of that laid out. There's a natural side and there's a spiritual side. And I feel like 
everything, like you said, Pastor Mike, like that conversation needs to be had because everybody's caught up in the goods and the glamour and, and the ring and the yeah. dress, you know right. what I mean? And you have to live after that one day. Like, it's just one day that you have, you know, to, like, celebrate That's yourself. It. And then <laughs> after that, it's reality. So it's I think reality. a lot of people fall when reality kicks in. That six months after you marry, you know what I mean, after that honeymoon stage that everybody calls it, reality kicks in and you just like, oh, snap. Yeah. Well, maybe this wasn't for right. me. So, like I said earlier, I think it's like people really don't know what it means, like according to God's word and according to his law, what it means to be married. And I feel like if we get back to that, then it would be cool. You know what I mean? Like it would be less less divorced. And, and that's the devil's way of yeah. taking out the church because the church is family. Family is the church. So if he can take, you know, if he can break marriages apart and, and destroy children, then he's done a job. You know what I mean? So I yeah. thank you all for opening up we and allowing you. me. <laughs> This was awesome. I pray that people are listening and hearing this because sharing what you just shared can help so many young people. A lot of young people want that spouse right away, and they're not willing to accept all the challenges that come with that spouse and that marriage. So thank you so much, Daystar. I think we need to do a part. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for calling me. You have an awesome night. You too. Thanks so much. I don't know, maybe we, we do because we still didn't get into like the nitty gritty of this. Yeah. <laughs> talk about um, you know, the the different scenarios, you know. Right. Of, you know, is is my marriage worth keeping after mm-hmm. infidelity? Right. There's so much to talk about, it's so much that we need to cover. There's so much so I think we definitely need to do a part three, so I, I hope you guys are listening. Yeah. We'll definitely be going live again. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and and you know, these are these are definitely the things that we need to take in um in our our thought patterns, you know, of you know, is marriage really for me? You know, am I am I going into this, you know, this relationship looking for marriage, you know, based on the fact of what this person can do for me? Or am I looking to really, really build a future together? Because you have a lot of people that, you know, they've been single for a long time, Liz Jay, and they come together and they get married because of the hoopla, because of the one day, you know, they want to see who can have the best wedding dress and, you know, all of this stuff. And then after the wedding is over, the uh, the one day is over, their mindset is not focused on us. They're still focused on me. Because they've been single for so long, so now they don't know how to adjust on and and you know and move forward into you know it's not just me anymore, but now it's us. Uh, uh, so I can't just make decisions based on me. I have uh, to make decisions based <laughs> on us. Uh, you know how can we move forward? Yeah. How can we you know gain this? How can we you know what steps do we have to take? to get to, um, you know, the goals that we have set for right. our marriage. Have you set any goals with your spouse, any goals, naturally, spiritually? What have you set with your spouse? Are you on the same page or you're on different pages claiming to the people and on Facebook that you're on the same page or social media rather? So many things that we need to discuss from right. our into marriage from being hurt. Right. And you, you expect that person to fix you. You expect them to heal you. Yeah, so we'll definitely do a part three. We'll definitely do a part three next week. You ready? I'm ready. Let's work on what it was going to be. Yeah.
some good info next week for you yeah. guys. Some good tips yeah, some good for stuff. keeping your marriage together because this is so necessary. This yeah. is necessary. Well, this is the part of the show where we have to say good night. Well, we good have night. to say good night. Yes, yeah, we have to say good night. <laughs> we want to thank all our callers for calling for every question and comment. Um, I want to say a very special thank you to my beautiful co-host, Lady J. This girl is gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) This is my queen right here, my beautiful co-host, Lady J, your church mother. Uh, We thank you all for every um, caller and every comment that you have given us. Part three will be coming next Next Tuesday, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Don't miss this episode. Matter of fact, set your alarms now. Set a nail. Set a schedule. Set a reminder. <laughs> Don't we want to hear episode. from you guys. Okay. Our main job is to, um, you know, help the body of believers grow, help the body of Christ grow. That's what we want to do. Yeah. So until next week, next Tuesday at 8 p.m., we are out of here. We love you all, and people of God, be blessed. Sticking on time, that'll change your life. Talking about the word of the Lord, he'll make it all right. If you can receive, and if you really love him, say so. Join in and share what's on your heart. Pass the mic with a pass the mic.